0: Hi guys, welcome to another episode of RL Talks. I'm Mike. And I'm Kat. And today, it's time to break out those books, take some notes, because we're going back to school. This is going to be your Wellness 101. And what do we mean by that? It means the start, the very beginning of your wellness journey. We're going to be talking about fitness, and we're going to be talking about nutrition in this two-part episode. So, without further ado, let's tap into the basics of fitness 101. School's in session, guys. Hey guys, and welcome back to RL Talks. Fitness 101 is in session, and before I get talking about program development and how to periodize your program I want to start from the very beginning where do we start off when it comes to fitness but I'm going to start with a question where do you think you start off with fitness where does your journey begin Kat
1: um I my my idea of this has changed over the years like initially when I was like what a like getting into fitness and going to the gym like that was like step one just like going to the gym following whatever workout I have found for that day off the google machine and like that that was it just go to the gym that was fitness go to the gym do the workout go home
0: absolutely and you're not alone in that and I wouldn't say you're necessarily wrong in that at all like for some people like I mean it's 2022 it's the new year and you know people think you know, January 2nd, not January 1st, because you're probably recovering from a hangover, but January 2nd, like I'm gonna get my gym membership. I'm gonna get some new gym swag. I'm gonna go to my nearest gym, my local gym, and then either gravitate towards the free weights or, you know, pick up bench pressing or go to the treadmill. And while that's not necessarily wrong, I think we can even take it a step further backwards.
1: I start elsewhere,
0: start elsewhere and creating a positive habit in fitness and movement in general. And I think that is the biggest step that we often overlook and completely skip is creating that habit first. So
1: I think too, like the, even the terms like fitness versus movement are so it's like that, that parallel is so underrated, like fitness like fitness is great and fitness of lifting the weights like that's that's where the conversation goes like you're talking about fitness you're talking about some sort of workout regime of whatever it looks like and then but like what about just movement like why can't movement just be part of the conversation as well
0: yeah and i think when people when people talk about fitness they just think the gym or yoga or some form of class or studio whether that's martial arts, you know, whether that's dance or weightlifting or cardio, like they just gravitate, they just gravitate towards that. And like I said, it's not necessarily wrong, but how do you create a habit from that? And that's why I want to take a step back and really go back to the fundamentals of movement. And that is starting off with maybe not even equipment, maybe just going out for a walk and creating that positive feedback loop, that positive habit, that that habit in your brain like, okay, today I'm gonna get out and do a 10 minute walk or a 20 minute walk. And the reason why I say walking is because it's such an underrated form of movement and fitness. There's so many benefits to just getting out and going for just that quick 10, 15 minute walk. You know, when we talk about fitness, you know, we talk about what's gonna get your heart rate up. But fitness is way more encompassing, it's way more all encompassing than just what gets your heart rate up. It's what gets you moving, what creates those positive habits, what keeps your body in motion. Um, There's one phrase that I absolutely is my go-to and I absolutely love it, and that is rest is rust and motion is the lotion that keeps things moving, right? And if we are always in a state of rest between workouts, those higher intensity workouts, well, then we're not doing ourselves any justice. We need to create a a foundation of fitness that is all encompassing and encompasses all movements. And that's why I always go back to just getting your steps in, getting those, you know, 7,500 to 10,000 steps per day because that is so beneficial for your overall health and well-being and your joint health and your muscular health. Like it is so beneficial and it oftentimes goes overlooked. So step one of creating positive fitness habits is creating that habit to just get up and move
1: whatever that looks like. It doesn't have to look like a super intense two hour workout.
0: Not at all. Not at all. If you want to, you know, Take over your bedroom for a little bit. Shut the door. Put some music on and do, you know, a 10-minute yoga session or stretching routine. Big or old dance party. Big old dance party, right? <laughs> or, you know, you want to you want to maybe learn to do those 10 push-ups, right? How to do a proper push-up. How to do a proper air squat, right? Even just getting those movements in. Creating that appointment with yourself and saying, like, I'm going to carve out this 10, 15 minute block just to do something for myself, just to do something for movement, get my heart rate up a little bit, get my joints moving versus just sit on the couch and binge watch the latest Netflix series or Yellowstone or whatever.
1: And I think this leads us into like the interesting conversation and something that I think you and I have learned a lot this in the last year, especially is like because fitness is more than just going to the gym and movement is more than just like lifting weights it like allow yourself to understand that there is an entire world of activities that you can do out there that are going to improve your overall health Mm -hmm. and are gonna improve your overall fitness that don't belong in the gym. Like you can literally any activity that you can think of as long as it includes movement, like that counts, that counts towards your movement, Mm -hmm. that counts towards your fitness. Like this was huge for us when we started climbing. Like I still felt for the longest time that I still had to like incorporate like my four workouts and then climbing on top yeah. of it. And it's like that's and like, yes, some, like climbing is something that we enjoy doing. Like it's a social thing for us as well. But like it's a goddamn workout. Oh yeah. It's a it's a fucking workout. And oh, like yeah. there's it's so much more than just the gym. It's so much more than just picking up a dumbbell. Like yeah. find what you're passionate about, find what excites you, find what motivates you, what challenges you, and like allow that to be part of, of this routine. And like, and that's gonna help you stick to the to building this new habit of just getting movement into your day
0: and that was that that ties in beautifully to my next point is that if you are going to tackle fitness or movement in order to make it sustainable in order to create a positive habit you have to enjoy it right what is one of the one thing that people that keeps people away from um, going to the gym consistently it's like oh i have to do another workout we shouldn't have to do anything right you do it because you enjoy it you do it because it's beneficial for you you do it because it excites you right like for us i i wouldn't say we're we don't love cardio (laughs) like we we absolutely don't don't love cardio we'll do it but we find doing cardio in things that we enjoy, like rock climbing right that is a hell of a cardio work do you you do even just the simplest um, climb and your heart rate is jack because you are problem solving your adrenaline's going you're you're activating muscles you <laughs> didn't even know you had sometimes but it's it's such a it's such an intense workout for such a brief period of time too right but it still counts it's still you're still burning calories you're still getting your movement in you're stretching <laughs> even though you, you really don't want to but yep. it's making you stretch it's making you contort it's making you push yourself to get to that very top right but you know for some people maybe rock climbing isn't the thing maybe they're afraid of heights maybe they never tried it before maybe it's just something they tried but they never really liked but again like you said there's so many other things that we can find um enjoyment in like going for a hike or taking up dance lessons you know going to a yoga studio um
1: The list is endless. We really can't
0: list it all. The list is absolutely endless. There's so many things. But the point of this is you have to enjoy it. You have to find an escape in it. It has to be a positive outlet, not a negative reinforcement tool.
1: And this, again, like tying it back into building the habit of of having movement in your life. Like if if you don't find enjoyment in in it, it's going to be harder to commit to. And you have to find that balance of challenging yourself while not being miserable so this is why like especially with like the new year like super common you get everybody like January 1st or 2nd depending on how hungover you are you're like full overhaul like I'm I'm cutting out sugar I'm cutting out carbs I'm I'm dedicating to five days in the gym I'm gonna run on the treadmill before every workout like all of these things like these hard set lines of I have to do these things first of all, because that's what everyone else is doing. And obviously they're seeing success. So I have to do exactly what they're doing. Otherwise that's not going to work for me. The burnout with that mentality is so high and people talk about it all the time. Like if this isn't news, I'm not like dropping this big bombshell right no. here, but people choose to ignore it. And then every year they have the same burnout. Yeah. So the point of, of this is f- understand that your movement doesn't have to be limited to what you see on social media it doesn't have to be limited to the gym you have to find what you enjoy you have to find what gets you motivated and allow yourself to have that flexibility and that freedom acknowledge that you have to change something like obviously if you're having a conversation of I need to go to the gym and I need to change my eating habits like you want to change something so yes you have to commit to that change but you also are allowed to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. And you said something in there that brings me to my next point, which is point number three. I don't
1: yeah. know.
0: Whatever. <laughs> my next point in that hard, radical changes do not stick. And this goes for nutrition, which we're going to talk in part two of this episode, um, but also fitness as well. Hard, radical changes do not stick. You need to integrate things little by little. You need to change those habits week after week. It, it is Progressive overload is much more than just a workout, it is how we integrate fitness seamlessly into our lives. We need to add fitness and nutrition and healthy balance little by little, especially if you have never done it before, right? And if your only experience with it is that new year, you know, you go in hard for a month or two and then burn out, You never really instill those habits. So the next point is if you're going to make a change and if you're going to incorporate movement and fitness into your life, it needs to be done in easily digestible doses because if you try and go in hard and fast that first like right off the starting line, you are gonna burn out two months down the line. And that's just a very generalized number, but you're going to burn out quickly as soon as you start, right? Because we are introducing these hard, fast changes. We don't give ourselves time to adapt. We don't give ourselves our time to enjoy it and integrate it seamlessly and build those positive habits. So then we reach that plateau or we reach that state of burnout and then we just abandon all hope, right? Yeah. So if you're going to do things, instead of going in hard and fast right at the start, <laughs> raising but if you're instead of going hard and fast at the start integrate it in bite-sized doses first you have the rest of the year the rest of your life to create these positive habits you cannot turn back the clock on a year two years five years 10 years a whole lifetime of negative habits by going in hard and fast in you know 1 to 2 months 1 to 2 weeks 1 to 2 days even By going in hard and fast, you are not going to turn back the clock on all those things you have done previous to leading up to this. You need to integrate things slowly. And you'll realize too that the results come maybe just a little bit quicker, right? You'll realize that they're easier to adhere to. And you'll realize that you'll find enjoyment in it. It'll create that dedication, it'll create that. Positive habits create dedication, which in turn create motivation. If you're banking on motivation to get you started, yeah, absolutely. At the start, you'll have all the motivation in the world. But motivation is such a finite pool. It is such a finite resource to tap into. And you will find yourself just completely motivationally bankrupt in a short period of time if you're just always banking on motivation. By creating positive habits and easy to digest, bite-sized morsels, you're gonna get a lot farther in this journey.
1: Absolutely, and people often overlook those like little wins, mm-hmm. like when those habits do start to instill. Once you get used to having that movement into your routine, once you figure out what days your workouts, whatever that looks like, fall on, once you figure out like there's, there's if, if you are just starting this journey, like there is so much in between that you have to figure out of how to make these things work for you how you figure out what foods you like to eat when you need to eat when you want to work out when you need to recover like all of these things is so personalized and people just assume that you can just like take 30 days of workouts cut out all the sugar and you're gonna have all of the success in the world but yeah it's so personalized and then once people start to like incorporate these little habits into their day like whether whether you're like maybe your first goal is to simply get that like 75 to 10,000 steps every every day if that's your first goal like Nail that get that down like what and then once you've got that down move on to the next thing and just you're slowly Incorporating all of these little moments into it versus just going balls to the wall and burning out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and again <laughs> it's like you're reading my mind because that, that, that ties into my next point too in that create small attainable goals at start at the start right do not fall into the trap of it's a new year's resolution haul buy into my program for 30 days lose this much weight and you know be a rock star what does that mean right like what and and what what is that going to teach you create those small attainable goals like you said if your goal is to get those seventy-five hundred to ten thousand steps a day, tell yourself I'm going to do this for one week. I'm going to try and hit a seven-day um, step streak, right? And then that seven days, you can make it into into fourteen days, and that fourteen days into twenty-one days, right? Instead of saying I'm going to lose fifteen pounds in sixty days, tell yourself I'm going to try and, you know, get three workouts in this week. Three high intense work, high intensity workouts this week, or I'm going to lose one pound this week.
1: I I've talked about this a little bit on the Instagram before, and it's great to have that like that that big goal. You like obviously you're working towards your big goal. So if, mm-hmm. if if weight loss is that goal, or if weight gain is that goal, or if pushing this much amount of weight, running this long, whatever that goal is for you, that's great. That's your end goal. Fantastic. Hold on to that. But the hard part and the most important part is figuring out exactly how you are going to mm-hmm. achieve this goal. You can't just throw down this goal into the gauntlet and be like, this is the one, this is what we're doing. If you have no action plan, if you have no game plan of how you're going to get there, like it's what, what are you doing? Yep. Like, ha- how are you going to get there? How are you going to do these things? Like, You have to have this conversation with yourself of great that you've set this goal. You've written it on your mirror. You've put it on the fridge, You've put it on your sticky note, but what are you actively going to do in order to reach that goal?
0: Yeah, build that roadmap, right? You we know our destination, we know our de- and, and and grand goals are fantastic, they are amazing. You know, you want to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, 100 pounds, right? You want to break the the, the 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 thousand pound club for your compound list, right? You want to reach those grand goals, but. If you're just blindly approaching it without a map, you're gonna get lost, right? You need to create that road map. You need to build that turn by turn map that's gonna take you to that destination, versus just going at it blindly, right? I'll, pu- I'll put it. To- I'll put it to you this way: for the medics out there, you get a call for you know a cardiac arrest right you're gonna find the the line on that map that's gonna be the quickest the most direct and the most accurate right but if you're just heading in a general direction you're never gonna get there you're gonna get lost or you know you're gonna you're gonna come across some some things you don't want to (laughs) right you have to create that roadmap you have to map it out you have to be you have to be deliberate you have to be smart about it and you have to pick the path of almost least resistance because if you just if you choose a path with most resistance, if you know there's construction on 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 one road and you try to go down that road, it's gonna set you back, right? Fitness and wellness is no different. You have to create that roadmap. You have to cr- find that path of least resistance. Again, creating those positive habits, creating something that's gonna integrate seamlessly into your life, versus just going at it blind or going at it and just going balls to the wall, full throttle, you know, pin it and just see what happens, right? All right, so we talked about a lot of just the basics, the foundations of of movement and how to incorporate into your life and how to prevent from burning out so early on. And I think we touched on some really, really good points there. Um, easy to digest tidbits of information that you can incorporate into your life starting now. But where do we go from there? Where do we go from just the habit building to taking that next level? And in comes the age-old um, talk of well do I choose resistance training or do I choose cardio which one do I do where do I go from here right and most people I shouldn't even say most people but a good majority of people think that the best way to get fit is through cardio and there's another there's another group that says that you need to approach weightlifting, right and and, and resistance training and Reality is it doesn't need to be such a binary conversation. It doesn't need to be such a tribalistic conversation. And I know my bias lies heavily in strength training, but I'm going to approach this from a more neutral perspective and and kind of break down the walls of that tribalism of it's either cardio or it's either weightlifting. And the reality is, is you need both. It doesn't need to be this black or white mentality it is a spectrum in fact i don't even think it's a spectrum it is more like a pyramid right you need to build a a good healthy physique a, a strong body by creating this pyramid at that base i will say that that base of your pyramid is going to be resistance training or strength training but what does that look like it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go to the uh, gym and, and, and then start deadlifting body weight or, you know, squatting two wagon wheels for, for reps, right? When I talk about resistance training, when I talk about strength training, it doesn't necessarily always mean a barbell or a dumbbell. It could start off with resistance bands. It could start off with calisthenic work, you know, doing a pull-up learning how to do a pull-up, learning how to do um, proper planks or body weight squats. Maybe it looks like Filling a backpack full of books and you know doing some doing some air squats or some overhead press with them some floor press resistance training doesn't always look like that gym workout sometimes it can start off with the very bare minimum but as long as we are training those fundamental movements right and what do I mean by fundamental movements I mean your squat your hip hinge. You know your 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 vertical press, like overhead pressing, um, horizontal pressing, like a floor press or a bench press or a push up, <laughs> right? Um, it could look like a loaded carry, like a farmer's carry. You know, carrying your groceries, carrying milk jugs, whatever that looks like. Those are the fundamental movements, and we need to be training them because those are movements that we do almost every day. I mean, you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna bench press a car off of yourself, but <laughs> and but it is it is movements that we do on a, on a regular basis. You squat to sit on a toilet or to pick up, you know, groceries off the floor, you know, you hip hinge on a regular.
1: Absolutely. I think there's so many people that the, the conversation of weightlifting and and all and going to the gym and these things automatically the conversation goes to oh, like you're going to the gym because you want to lift as much as you can, you mm-hmm. want to look a certain way, but at the bare minimum, at the at the very basics of all of this, like work out and do movements that prevent injuring your day-to-day life. Yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's the point of, of all of this, if nothing else. Like, yeah. And then everything else above that, great. If you if you wanna throw in like if you get addicted to it and you wanna lift all the heavy things or if you wanna look a certain way or if you wanna run so much, like great. But if nothing else, start with the movements that mean you can get off the toilet for the rest of your life or you can pick up you can take one trip from the car post grocery shopping like do it for that don't do it because George over there is bench pressing 225 pounds
0: yeah and like would it be absolutely super cool to be you know deadlifting three times body weight at the age of 75 absolutely that'd be cool as hell but that doesn't necessarily mean that has to be your goal Mm -hmm. like you said it's we train, we strength train, we resistance train to prevent injuries, to prevent being that that 65-year-old who is bedridden, right? Who is completely immobile. And that is not a dig to those people. That is not to minimize them. I absolutely, my heart goes out to those people. But we are trying to create the narrative that you don't have to be old and completely immobile you can be well into your years and still moving going out with going out on walks with your grandkids with your dog right with your significant other
1: and this can change too, to even just doing being able to do things now that you couldn't do last year absolutely like yes obviously when we're old and gray some of us want to still be moving and, and whatever else but what about just now
0: yeah how many people that you know personally that are always in a state of like low back pain or hip pain or joint pain. And they're not even in their forties yet. Right. And, and I think you nailed it with like resistance training is not just to look a certain way or to lift a certain weight. It's to prevent injury. It's to, it's to increase our work capacity in our joints and our muscles to prevent those injuries from ever happening, or maybe even helping cure or, you know, turn stop the clock on those injuries that prevent us from just living normal everyday lives right that prevent us from taking all our groceries in in one go when i talk about resistance training i, I don't talk about the physique and having boulder shoulders and a chiseled back and six pack abs and, and like sequoia trees for 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 quads like i'm talking about just being able to function on a day-to-day basis having that extra boost of energy in your day to move to get out to to enjoy the sunshine to 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 um enjoy family family events you know things like that resistance training is much more than just how you look it's how it's going to make you feel long term yeah now where does cardio fit into this? Fit into this equation and fit into this pyramid? Well, it is that next layer. It is that next level. The next biggest level of your pyramid is your cardio training because without a healthy heart, we're not going to have long, healthy lives, and we're we don't create that efficiency in our in our in our heart, in our lungs, in our circulatory system, in our cardiorespiratory system. We don't create that efficiency. We need to create that efficiency, and this is why. The, con- the conversation shouldn't be very binary in it's either resistance training or cardio. It is both. Now, dosage matters. Dosage absolutely matters. Resistance training, while it's going to be the, the largest dose in your day, cardio training is going to be that next largest dose, but you don't really want to overdo it because cardio notoriously burns a lot of calories during that workout. And if we are just focusing on cardio, we're going to lose muscle mass. Um, we, we'll have a great heart, we'll have great lungs, but we lose a lot of that muscle mass, we lose a lot of that strength, right? And it, cardio, unfortunately, can be quite monotonous, especially if you are just focusing on the treadmill or biker or, 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 or tread climber or whatever. Like, they can be quite monotonous workouts. And monotony, unfortunately is a killer of motivation, right? Which is why we need to be careful with the dosage of cardio we're doing. But that doesn't mean you need to forget it entirely or make it your entire life. It can integrate seamlessly into this pyramid of um of health and wellness, of your fitness 101. It can be, it is that next level, but you need to be just be cautious of the dosage of how much you're you're doing it. And that's not from an injury perspective, like Long distance runners, ultra runners actually have statistically fewer injuries than, than, than just casual runners. But there's a lot more, um, there's a lot more implications to just running all the time. Right. And it doesn't mean injury. It just means strength, muscle mass, and, um, just how you feel too.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Cause it can be quite,
0: it can burn you out quite quickly.
1: Yeah. And I don't want to run on a treadmill for an hour straight. I get bored.
0: doing that five days a week oh god kill me now
1: (laughs) sorry to those runners out there yeah um so something that like you've talked about just like in our conversations is is and you made this really great comparison of how even like athletes like professional athletes like regardless of their sport like take a football player for instance like they're doing cardio because they run for however long a football game is four quarters um, but they also are going to do strength training on top of it. On top of it, you're we can talk speed skaters. Speed skaters is mm-hmm. a fantastic example, actually. Like their whole goal is to skate for long distance as fast and as hard as they can. But in order to achieve that level of athletic athleticism, they have to do both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm so glad you touched on that because there was a time when if you were training for a marathon, all you did was run. Like all you did was pound pavement until, you know, you got that time you wanted and you were ready, right? But now that 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 para- there's been a paradigm shift, there's been a shift in the conversation in that there is a time and a place for sport specific training. But again, we go back to that pyramid in creating those foundations like, and th- while the training might look the resistance training might look different for the long distance athlete versus the hockey player versus the football player versus the martial artist versus whatever whatever your sport is that training might look different but there is always a component of resistance training for some people like especially for the marathon runner that component of resistance training might just be to improve their overall athleticism right and develop that 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 base amount of muscle mass to keep them moving right
1: and on a very like simple breakdown of it, if if you if you train your legs to be stronger, if you train your legs to be constantly under different types of tension, they are going to show up for you in that long distance. Absolutely,
0: it is going to be that difference of burning out, you know, one kilometer from the finish line and taking you the rest of the way. Yeah. Right, like creating that endurance, and, and resistance training can help build and create and maintain that endurance versus just pounding pavement all day right yeah. for the marathon runner for football players they need to be very explosive they need to be very like they need to think quick on their feet they need to be able to sprint and stop on a dime right and if they have that the, the coordination the, the the agility and the the muscle mass to propel them then they're going to perform so much better on the field, right? The hockey player who needs to, on a breakaway, right? They need to, they need to turn on the jets and move, right? Like we're
1: talking legs going, we're talking arms going, we're talking like your core is going to be engaged. Yeah. All of like, it all comes back to just like being a fundamentally strong person. With a strong heart.
0: Absolutely, right? And that's why we need to look past the conversation of, I'm either just going to do weight training or I'm either just going to do cardio. You need to blend them both. Mm-hmm. They need to be this seamless, beautiful picture that you can create a masterpiece on, right?
1: And let's go back to the beginning of this conversation where this doesn't mean it has to be just lifting weights or mm-hmm. just running. Like, you, in order to be successful in all of this, find what you enjoy. We're throwing out all of these different examples of, different athletes, different exercises, Mm. like different end goals, but find your end goal. And then in very loose terms, incorporate the cardio that you enjoy and the resistance training that you enjoy. Keep that in mind. Like, as we continue on, on this, like we're talking in very general layman's terms, we're trying to give you guys all these ideas and different examples because it needs to be personalized to you. You need to figure that out for yourself in order to be successful
0: on all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, find something that you enjoy, right? Find a workout program that you enjoy. Uh, there's tons of programs out there, you know, that that will, will target different, like strength programs, hypertrophy programs, like bodybuilding programs, right? Find something that you enjoy. Take a look and find it, and if it excites you, go for it, right? Um, running programs, there's like couch to 5k that's super fun to do, right? Um, there's running apps that can help you just get some movement in, right? Join a group, join a class, um, find a gym buddy, right? Having that person integrate themselves into your lives and tackle these goals with you can be so beneficial in the long run, Right? Finding someone who's going to support you, who's going to understand you, and who's going to motivate you to get into the gym. Like, that's going to be super important. Absolutely. So, we've talked about resistance training, we've talked about cardio, but where does rest and recovery fit in all of this?
1: I'm so glad we're talking about this because this conversation in the, in the world is becoming bigger and bigger, but there's still so many people out there who don't allow themselves to rest and recover yeah
0: and oh
1: or understand the importance of it and so like so let's educate why is rest and recovery important
0: so rest and recovery are important because any sort of training program falls under the same three basic principles and that is stress recover and adapt right we need to stress our bodies whether that looks like resistance training whether that looks like yoga whether it looks like calisthenic movement whether that looks like a sport specific um workout program or or sports team or specific sport absolutely like that is that is your stress but we need to recover recover is that that crux that fulcrum right it is that that mean potatoes if you don't recover you don't allow your body to get back to homeostasis and what is homeostasis because i'm throwing all these terms that you guys, but homeostasis is that return to normal. It is when your resting heart rate is back to normal. Your, your, your respiration cycle is back to normal. All those hormones are balanced. You know, your muscles are rested, recovered. There's lots of energy, there's sugar in your, in your liver and everything. That is your homeostasis. Everything is back to square one. If you're not recovering, if you're not reaching that homeostasis, you're never going to adapt. That body's not going to, take those things to memory and say, oh, I can do this. I can push more next time, right? Every training program is based on those same three pillars, Mm -hmm. stress, recovery, adapt. So recovery is going to be super important and recovery can look as good as, or it can look as simple as just sleeping properly, getting that high quality sleep, your six to eight hours or whatever that number looks like now, nowadays, but allowing your body to reset itself repair those those damaged muscles return those hormones back to normal sleep is amazing right and that is very much a component of like passive recovery is just sleeping but we also need to look at active recovery going back to the beginning and just getting those steps in right walking is a very low intensity very not very stressful um form of just recovering just getting movement back into those stiff muscles right those joints that have worked so hard for you just getting that 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 motion back in um
1: goes back to the what was it like rest
0: is rust motion is lotion yeah rest is rust motion is lotion there we go yeah Yeah. like
1: yes you like if you crush a workout and you wake up the next day and everything freaking hurts you can still get the movement in to assist yourself in recovering even though you just want to sit on a couch and not move because everything hurts and mentally you're exhausted because you crushed it the day before but you have to also allow yourself that time and allow your body to recover yes sleep is important sleep is like step one but sometimes it takes your body a little bit longer mm-hmm. to to get everything kind of resettled get everything back to that homeostasis so this is where the conversation of like going to the gym seven days a week is not beneficial.
0: No. And like nothing makes me want to claw my eyes out more than you need to wake up at four in the morning and crush that 5am workout. Like for some people that's just not feasible. Right.
1: And for some people it is for some people like their jam is hitting that 530 like class or, or session.
0: Totally. But don't feel like you have to do it. Right. Like don't feel like that is the key to losing that 100 pounds or that 50 pounds or getting that ripped physique or whatever, right? That is not the key. For some people it might work. It might fit seamlessly into their schedule. But this
1: cycles back to what we were talking about at the beginning where Mm -hmm. you have to figure this out for yourself of when your workouts work best for you. And this is a prime example. Like I I have one client, I think she does 6 a.m. classes. I think that's accurate. Early morning classes, that's her jam. That's when she likes to go. That's when it works well in her schedule. For me, getting up before a shift, if I'm doing a 6 a.m. shift, getting up at 4 to work out, crush a workout, and then go to work for 12 hours, that doesn't fit for me. Yeah. This You have to figure this out for yourself. And if a coach ever tells you, if anyone ever tells you, you have to work out at this time, you have to work out at this time on these days, fucking kick them to the
0: curb. Yeah, fire them. And if they're telling you like, you have to do these five workouts per week. And on top of that, do another five days of cardio. Like if they are putting in, if they are putting in obscene amounts of activity into your week and basically filling your week with just activity, that's not a good coach. (laughs) Like,
1: Yeah. You have to be able to acknowledge when your body is rested and recovered and when you can, like, maybe you're still not feeling great, but you know that you can go and do this workout like if you've just got those DOMs sitting in FYI Dom's are going to happen. It's going to suck. Go to the gym. Like don't, you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. Like you ha- figure out like what that rest and recovery state looks like for you. I mean, there's so many different fitness trackers out there. Now mm-hmm. there's all these different ways to scale, like what your rest and recovery look like. If that's what you need is like that visual cued number to be like, this is, this is when my body's feeling good. Do that. Or just pay attention. Yep. you have to start paying attention to your body and mm-hmm. understand the difference between I'm I'm tired and I don't want to and like this actually would be very counterproductive for me because yeah. I'm pushing past that that boundary yeah this is not going to be beneficial to my yeah. body there is a fine line between I can't and I don't want to
0: yeah absolutely and we we need to realize too that if workouts, are surpassing recovery, you're not going (laughs) to adapt, right? If your stress is on a much bigger level than where you're recovering at, there's no chance of adapting. If you are just constantly, you know, redlining your entire week, you need to bring that balance back. You need to learn to recover, right? Even if that means taking, a day or two a week away from the gym or from training right especially starting off especially if you are just starting off you know you've never lifted a weight in your life you're gonna be sore right mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be a hurting unit until your body adapts right mm-hmm. but if you are hurting if you are in a shit state and you can't even move and you you think I need to crush this workout you're not recovering properly
1: and something else that needs to be acknowledged too is like how your central nervous system is involved Mm -hmm. with all of this and if you are mentally stressed like stress comes in so many different forms stress comes in so many different forms stress comes from like like you've got your mental stress of whatever your brain is spiraling about then you've got like your physical stress of what you're actually doing to your body Mm -hmm. so weightlifting, running those things cause physical stress on the body we're pushing the boundaries of of your body like hello that's the point of this but your mental state plays such a part in this as well and i remember like i would i went on this journey to like deadlift 225 with you and i remember we were coming out to the end of it and i was like hey like we're gonna pull we're gonna do this and i'm trying to pull this weight and i go to pull and i fail the lift and then so i like took a couple seconds and i like gathered myself and i go up to the the platform again and you're like what the fuck are you doing and i'm like what do you mean i'm gonna pull You're like, no, no, no. Even these two, three, four minutes of recovering when you're about to max out, like that's still recovering. And you started to explain to me how like your central nervous system is involved in this and how incorporated like your brain is Mm -hmm. into your lifting and stuff like that. So if you are mentally burnt, if whether that is from your workout or from just external factors and everything else that's going on in your life, sure, there is that line of, I'm going to go to the gym because it makes me feel better to help me like manage all of this stress. But if you are burnt out on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, like you're not going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going to advance. You're not going to move that, that needle forward. Because
1: your body's not able to adapt. You're just constantly stressed.
0: Yeah, exactly. So what is the point in trying to recover if A, you're not recovering properly and B, you're always stressed to the tits, right? Like we need to find that fine balance. We need to find that that delicate balance, right? And sometimes that means taking a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. That's okay, right? Yep. That's okay. You do not need to work out seven days a week, right? Yeah. For the professional athlete, seven days a week might be the bare minimum. They get
1: freaking paid to do that. Exactly. If I got paid to work out, I would totally do it. Exactly.
0: And that, and that is a conversation too. That is a conversation too to have. If you are doing workouts or following advice from someone who literally gets paid, who makes a living off of working out there, that narrative makes no sense. Like you cannot expect to live that lifestyle, right? You cannot expect to be that person because you are not getting paid to work out, to run an Instagram page, to run your own coaching website. You are not getting paid for that. You are the person who has a family, who has a full-time job, who has different stressors in in their life, right? Your job is not to just work out. Mm -hmm. If your job is to work out, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway. (laughs) Fair enough. But, but we are talking to the, to, to the average person, right? The Mm -hmm. person, the person like us, the person who has responsibilities, you need to look out for yourself. You need to look out for your recovery and recovery Mm -hmm. is King. Recovery is the key to a lot of things.
1: Let's take away the misconception that I can, I can feel in this though, is recovering means you're doing literally nothing. And when you're sitting here saying, like, if you need a a week off, take that week off. That doesn't mean you get to be a fucking couch potato for a week. That doesn't mean that you're like, I'm taking a full on, like, diet and workout break. No, 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 no. no, no. No. We're talking about if you are taking a week off, you're still getting your movement in. You're getting your gentle movement in. You are still eating properly. Mm -hmm. You are still drinking your water you're still focusing on your sleep this is not just oh my gosh i'm 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 really burnt right now mentally and physically i'm just i'm exhausted so i'm just gonna take a little staycation on my couch for a week and just like forget everything no 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 no. you are just allowing yourself to not go balls to the wall this all or nothing mentality is literally what's killing all of us of i have to have to have to have to have to to, this this and this and this like no no yeah Go back to the fundamentals. Go back to the basics. Move and eat properly. Get some sleep. Drink yeah. some water.
0: Yeah. When I say take a break from the gym, I mean literally take a break from the gym. But that doesn't mean you can't go out for a walk, right? Mm-hmm. Walking is low intensity, low stress. It, it, it's great for mental health. And yeah. it's good to, to just reset that cycle again. It is a good time to focus on mobility work, stretching, yoga, having a heart to heart with your significant other right and maybe unloading some of that emotional stress and mental stress yeah. right having that rec- building that support system for yourself right yeah. focusing on your diet cuz diet is a huge stressor in people's lives diet is massive and i mean we'll we'll talk about that in in part 2 of this episode but nutrition is a big big stressor right mm-hmm. maybe going back and planning out your 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 meals for the week or going grocery shopping right and yeah. filling your filling your fridge up Taking a break to, like Kat was saying, taking a break from the gym or taking a break from that high intensity training doesn't mean you're a couch potato. It means that we're trying to s- fit the pieces in, mold the pieces to this puzzle to set ourselves up for success when we're ready to go back and and start that that routine again.
1: And I think even like if you if you're if you are finding that stress and you're having that struggle to recover, um, but you don't want to lose that that habit of going to the gym like maybe that's like a huge staple for you is like, you're like, okay, like I still feel like I need to go to the gym just because this is my routine now. That's still, you can still go to the gym, but it doesn't mean you have to go balls to the
0: wall. Absolutely, You don't need
1: to be there to to PR or like if you're looking at a workout and you're like, yo, this, this date might actually like wreck me. Like this is just such a daunting task right now. Like you can still go, you can, maybe you go because that's your routine and you, you feel like you need to hold yourself accountable to your routine. But maybe literally all you do is walk on the treadmill.
0: Yeah. Or do your workout but scale it back so that yeah. you're not lifting that weight that maybe you had programmed. And that is okay. Like mm-hmm. people need to realize that it is okay to modify your workout. Maybe... Interchange days. Maybe your your legs are still sore, and you have a leg day program, but man, you're just not going to be able to hit it. I am the
1: queen of swapping out
0: my workouts. I get them all
1: done. Don't get me wrong. Totally. But I am the queen of putting my leg days off because I hate leg day. I do them, but I
0: just you do them, but but you but you maybe have to swap it out. Maybe you have to change your week a little bit. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to change your 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 work, your, your lifting numbers, your, your, the numbers on the bar, maybe you have to change those a little bit. Maybe you have to dial it back, you know, 10, 15, 20 pounds. Maybe you need to modify the rep sets a little bit, right? Instead of doing four sets of eight, maybe you do three sets of 10 or whatever that looks like, right? Auto regulation is fantastic don't feel like you need to follow your program to the letter because not every day is going to be perfect.
1: Unless you are competing, unless you are on the road to stepping on a stage, you have the ability to allow flexibility. Yeah. We're on the rhymes today. Dropping bars. All right. So we've talked about acknowledging that movement can be literally anything. Yep. Acknowledged how important it is to Really be in tune with yourself and Mm -hmm. build things, build things into your life versus that all or nothing mentality. Yeah. Kick that to the curb. We talked about resistance training and cardio and how they're both important, how they both play a role. What else do we talk
0: about? Rest and recovery. Rest and recovery is is king.
1: Rest. No, what is it? Stress, rest, adapt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Stress, rest, adapt. Awesome. Exactly. So with that, we're going to wrap up this Fitness 101. We hope we cleared some stuff up for you guys, because I know it can be such a convoluted topic. I mean, you go anywhere on social media, it is oceans of shit just to find one pearl of wisdom, right? Like, totally. Um, and don't get me wrong, there's some great resources out there, but a lot of it is misinformation. A lot of it is what what a, a, an influencer or a trainer would do for themselves, and it really may not speak to the general layperson. Totally. Totally. Right? Um, you are human, you are normal, and sometimes this shit's gonna be complicated, but you don't have to overcomplicate things by trying to sift through all this information. Start off with the basics, and we talked about them here today. So if it didn't make sense, go back and listen to this podcast again. Shoot us
1: a message, ask your questions.
0: Absolutely. Our DMs are always free for you guys to drop your questions in there. If something doesn't make sense, we'll be happy to clear it up as best as we can. And there's a number of other people out there that would do the same, right? But don't overcomplicate things. Don't stress the small shit. Absolutely don't stress the small shit. And if you took something away from this, we're so happy. We're here for you guys. We're here to make sense of all this convolution
1: yeah if you took anything from this podcast we would love if you would share it on your social media um tag us in it we are going to do a giveaway um at the end of every month based on those who enter so in order to enter tag us on your social media posts that you listened and that maybe i don't know maybe you thought one thing was good out of this so part two
0: part two coming up so stay tuned you guys we'll be releasing that soon until the next time this is RL Talks. This is Mike. And I'm Cap. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode.